host, Elizabeth Urban. And I'm your other host, Erin Gessert. And today we're going to be talking about a little bit of a sadder, not a little bit, a lot bit of a sadder topic. Um, Recently, the body cam footage of, or just the footage in general, of the murder of Tyree Nichols was released. Um, And obviously, protests have been erupting around the country because of it. It's another um, really unfortunate example of police brutality and uh, violence against just unarmed black men. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah, so after, um, I had seen a lot of news articles about this, and then they finally released the footage on Friday night of um, what happened. Mm-hmm. And if anyone's seen the video, um, it is very, very bad. Yeah. I personally have not seen the video, mm-hmm. but just... From what the situation being described, it sounds like it would be very hard to watch. Yeah, I watched parts of it. I didn't watch the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a very sad situation, and it's just kind of, I feel like, one of those things that we see a lot of, unfortunately, in the news with police brutality and excessive force. And, like, in this situation, it's five police officers have been fired. They were fired right after the incident was brought to light. Which is unusual for a lot of these cases we've seen in the past Mm -hmm. compared to um, more, again, tragic but familiar stories like George Floyd, Mm -hmm. Breonna Taylor, um, Rashad Johnson, all those kind of people. Mm -hmm. But for those who aren't familiar with the story, we're just going to kind of go over it really quick. So uh, Tyree Nichols was a 29-year-old black motorist. He was pulled over on January 7th for what police said was reckless driving. Um... But after kind of, you know, being taken out of his car and attempted to be arrested, he attempted to flee on foot. Mm-hmm. Um, he was, again, restrained by police, but then aggressively beaten for three minutes, mm-hmm. uh, to which uh, he was taken to the hospital and died three days later. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and I guess I saw um, a New York Times article how the officers gave him, like, 71 different commands in the Mm -hmm. span of like three minutes like and it's just like impossible at that like they're like beating him and pepper spraying him in the face while they're trying to tell him tell him to do things it's just awful yeah I've seen a lot of like conversations about that in general with again this is not an isolated incident which is so frustrating of instances in the past where Police are telling you, get on your knees, put your hands up, lie down. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, which one? Which, right. what order? Yeah. What, like, how am I supposed to do this? Like, people are trying to comply with a lot of these right. requests. Because, but because, like you said, they're rapid fire or there's so many and they're mm-hmm. so different. People don't know what to do and then they can mess up and police can get confused as well. Yeah. And then also end up committing acts of violence. Right. No, see, like, one thing that, like, this is just, like, one thing that kind of does confuse me is like like I'm not a police officer obviously so I don't know their protocols but like why are there five police pulling someone over for like reckless driving yep like that that part just doesn't add up to me like I feel like they might have called for backup or something like I don't I don't know for sure but that that part just seems like odd but it's also a situation where I'm like even if it was called for backup like this is not a situation where you need backup right like, again, Tyree Nichols was unarmed, mm-hmm. you know? Even if he did flee on foot, like, I'm pretty sure two or three officers could take care of that. Right. Uh, but again, 
fleeing arrest does not give, and again, with just any kind of situation, which I know is kind of a controversial take, but for my belief, fleeing arrest does not warrant, like, that level of violence. Yeah, no, it doesn't, like, fleeing arrest doesn't warrant, like, beating someone to death. Exactly. And I remember seeing something that he was, like, 80 yards away from his house. Mm-hmm. Like, he was, like... He was on he the was drive back to his mom's to, house. Right. He was probably trying to run home. Yep. That's what that's what people think because mm-hmm. of, allegedly in the video, again, I haven't watched it, but from what I've heard, you can hear, like, his last words are calling out for his mom, you oh know, which is so heartbreaking. That's so sad. But, again, like, I feel like we've kind of, over the past couple of years, we've given police officers this kind of, like... I don't even know what to call it. Benefit of the doubt? Yes, but also, like, power. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like, of the, you know the phrase, like, judge, jury, and executioner. Yeah. It's like, police don't, police aren't all three. Right. And they're not any of them. They shouldn't get to play any of them. You can't tell that somebody's guilty just upon immediate interaction Mm -hmm. like that. What police are supposed to do is apprehend them and bring them in so that the judge and jury can decide what happens after. Right. And again, in this situation, he's being pulled over for reckless driving. Which is not something... Is that even a felony? I don't even think so. Like, I think that would be, like, a fine. Right. And I feel like there's a lot of, like, different things that constitute what reckless driving (laughs) is. Like, I feel like speeding, not fully stopping at a stop sign could all count as that. Exactly. And I, again, from what I've heard, because I haven't watched it, people are saying that in the video it doesn't even look like reckless driving. Yeah. I, um, I didn't see, like, the before part of it, um, but I know that there were multiple like 30 minute long videos like showing like the before and stuff um but I remember like one part of the video um I'm pretty sure that they like told him to like lay on his stomach and then like right after that they just like pepper sprayed him it's like what yeah it's like unwarranted amounts of force right because again He's restrained. He's on the ground. He is unarmed. You do right. not need to pepper spray him. You do right. not need to, ta- I think there was mention of tasing or stunning in here. Right. And it's, it's like, there's, it's five to one. <clears throat> exactly. That's not a fair fight in any situation. And it shouldn't have to be a fight. Right. This is absolutely a situation where somebody can get arrested peacefully. Right. Besides the fact that he shouldn't, probably should not have even been arrested in the first place. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just so frustrating to see, and that's why people have been protesting across the country is we have seen so many instances of police brutality and police violence. Mm-hmm. And that winds up in the death of innocent black men or black women or any person of color. Mm-hmm. And something, again, I want to kind of touch on this. We were talking a little bit before, but all the pol- there are five police officers who responded to this scene initially, mm-hmm. all of whom were black police officers. Mm-hmm. And upon this situation coming forward, all five of them were fired and then arrested. Mm-hmm. Like, immediately. Immediately. And it's like, I feel like in other cases, it's like, they'll be on, like, paid suspension for, like, until, like, the trial or something. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, that's exactly what we've seen with, like, people like Derek Chauvin, who mm-hmm. murdered George Floyd, or uh, just any other case where it's been white police officers it's like we can't help but question Mm -hmm. if again race has something to do with even the police officers Mm -hmm. and i um i saw that there's a sixth police officer involved it's not really clear what his role was played in it but he's not fired 
and he was white. Yeah, so. Conveniently, the only one. I'm not, mm. like, you know, who knows? We don't like, know his... We don't know, like, the situation, but, like, it is cause for speculation. Mm-hmm. Well, it's just, there's, ever since 2020 especially, there's yeah. been just so many, or so much research into, like, the history of policing mm-hmm. and, like, the system and what it upholds and all this kind of stuff, and there is a, a significant amount of racism oh, yeah. that has been built up with the system. Mm-hmm. So... Right. You also can't can't help but believe that, like, you know, even though these cops were black, like, you know, what if their training is also racist? Right. So they're, they've internalized it, and they're more prone to also target other people of color, mm-hmm. you know? It's just, no, it's yeah. so confusing, and it's so, it, I keep saying the word frustrating, but that's what exactly what it is. Like, it makes me mad, mm-hmm. you know? It's yeah. like we, we hear these things on social media, and we're not surprised that they happen. Right. Which is terrible to say. It is, yeah. I feel like especially since, like, I feel like George Floyd is, like, that's the summer of 2020 really was, like, the tipping point where it's, like, everyone knows, like, the truth about, like, what's going on in certain situations. Yeah, it's like we would see lists of names mm-hmm. that have um, been paralyzed or have been critically injured mm-hmm. or died due to yeah. police violence police brutality, mm-hmm. um, unfair arrest, mm-hmm. you know, right. mishandling by paramedics even or mm-hmm. medical staff. <clears throat> right. It's like even if you go back to like the 1990s because I was watching, this is random, but like I was watching a O.J. Simpson documentary and like the begin- the intro of it is protests from Rodney King. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's just so... It's like, what are we going to learn, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, and I know that defund the police and, like, police reform is, again, such a touchy subject. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I feel like it's absolutely worth looking into because of how many people die at the hands of police every year. No, yeah. It's like, we can't keep living like this. Mm-mm. And especially people of color can't keep living like this. They keep dying, in fact. Right. You right. know? So it's like we we something needs to happen, mm-hmm. and but every year you know we're protesting. We're you know reallocate the funds. You know take it away from police. Give it to more mental health resources. Give mm-hmm. it to social services, and yeah. towns and their mayors mm-hmm. and whatever are always like yes yes we hear your concerns, and then they give police more money. Right. And then they give police military grade re- weapons, and it's yeah, like no. I I don't understand what's going on here. I don't understand the psychology behind it. Yeah, no, it really doesn't make sense. It's um, like, I don't know. It's like, I understand that, like, personally, in my belief, I think that police obviously need to be defunded and eventually, hopefully, gotten rid of. Mm-hmm. I understand that's not where we're not at a point where that's now that that can happen mm-hmm. immediately. But I think it's absolutely something to look forward to, you know? Because mm-hmm. in my perspective... Police don't prevent crime. They just respond to it, you know? Yeah. That's kind of, like, how I've been thinking about it because um, think about, like, police presence in schools or mm-hmm. something. They don't stop bullying from happening. They mm-hmm. don't stop school shootings from happening. They're just there to respond to a, a shooter that might come in or mm-hmm. they're there to respond to an act of bullying, to mm-hmm. arrest somebody, you know? Yeah. Or even, like, a shooting or, mm-hmm. like, a robbery or something, like, you know? Police there don't necessarily deter crime. Yeah. 
I don't know. I don't have a study pulled up in front of me to like back myself up from, but like that's kind of my perspective on it. No, yeah, I could see that. Like, I don't know. I feel like I'm a little different. Like, I feel like there are certain people that I think do go into the police force to try to like do good. Oh, absolutely. But I think that there are a lot of situations that like, it's kind of like that one psychological study where certain people were given, like, the role as, like, they were the prison guards and they were prisoners, and, like, having that amount of power made them do things that they otherwise would have never done. And I think sometimes, like, that could, like, when you have a badge and a gun, there's a lot of things that you can get away with that the normal citizen can't. So, yeah, I don't know. Well, yeah, I definitely power absolutely goes into a lot of it i'm talking it's like we can't like charge police officers or something like that oh i know like i know what you're talking about but i can't think of the word qualified immunity yeah that's what i was that's what i was talking about i was thinking about it's again with your idea of power as well as qualify this idea of qualified immunity that hold on let me pull up the definition for it Um, A court doctrine granting protection for law enforcement officers and other governmental officials from certain civil lawsuits seeking monetary damages for civil civil rights violations. Oh, wait, so it's just civil suits, not criminal? I guess so. Mm. But, again, it's like, why are they, like, the emphasis on civil rights violations. Yeah. You know, like, these are, like, anti-discriminatory policies and stuff like that. It's like, why is there specifically a clause in that yeah. you know yeah I don't know because like I I don't know it just like I feel like it just gives people that are in a profession like that you do have the resources to cause like harm to people like they're just getting too much because yeah. it's like doctors don't have that yeah like if, doctors don't have that if, and like you can probably argue that doctors like, police kind of do hold people's lives in their hands with what they have, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah. One thing um, that I just found is that, so the police officers that were involved in Nichols' death were a part of a specialized team known as the Scorpion Unit. Did you hear about that? Yes, I did. And the unit is now getting disbanded. Mm-hmm. And um, the unit, uh, the acronym was Street, Co- Street Crimes Operations to Restore Peace in Our Neighborhoods. Which is, like, not restoring any peace. Yeah. Which, well, that was, like, the other, like, um, thoughts. I don't have this pulled up in front of me, so I'm going to probably alter it a little bit. But kind of, again, what it was like was it was, like, using force to stop crime, essentially, mm-hmm. was what I heard about it. Mm-hmm. But, again, it's, like, this idea of, like, force doesn't necessarily stop crime, you know? Right. And, like, using violence to counter violence Mm -hmm. doesn't really get us anywhere, you know? it doesn't. Like, we need to address these internal... First, we need to address, like, racism within policing. We need to just identify structural racism Mm -hmm. and, like, all these kind of things that, like, have negatively impacted uh, people of color and especially the black community Mm -hmm. when it comes to law enforcement and uh, our justice system in general. For sure. But then we also need to, again, like, shift away from this idea of a military, militarized police state or whatever mm-hmm. and, like, adjust it so that we're focusing more, like mm-hmm. I said, on social services, on mental health, 
on all these things are just all these resources that people should have that will prevent them from doing crime in the first place, mm-hmm. you know, that will keep them out of gangs, that will keep them out of or deter them from going into a life of crime because they can't afford regular things, you mm-hmm. know, because that's what right. a lot of it happens, which this is completely unrelated to, I guess, Tyree Nichols, because he was just, a, it was a, this was a traffic stop. He wasn't wanted for anything, mm-hmm. you know, but it's just kind of like my back person, like taking a step back and looking at this from a situation as a whole and kind of my perspective on like how we need to view this. Mm-hmm. And there's been a lot, like, this is not like, I'm not an original idea here. Mm-hmm. Like this has been absolutely in the conversation for decades, mm-hmm. especially from black activists and other people of color activists yeah. across the United States. But people have been really hesitant or like straight up don't want to listen to them. Yeah. But I get time and time again, George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Amara Aubrey, now Tyree Nichols. Mm-hmm. There are countless cases that it's like, we need reform like now, yeah. immediately. Or else this is just going to keep happening. Mm -hmm. Right. It's like, I don't know. It's like, I feel like everything was just so brought to light back in the summer of 2020. Mm -hmm. Like, you couldn't not, like, you could not avoid what was going on in any way. Mm -hmm. Anytime you went on your phone, like, there was a new thing coming out in the news. And it's just like, it's just so repetitive. Like, it's like, this just keeps happening. And like, I just don't get it. Yeah, and I do want to talk a little bit about, like, how it comes from, like, a white perspective, I guess, in a way that, like, a lot of the people are white people who look at this from a a perspective of, well, I've never been scared talking Mm -hmm. to a police officer, or I have cops that are in my family, and they're good people, or I I have friends who are cops, and they're good people. Mm -hmm. Like, it's like, this isn't, like, an attack on, like, the personal people in your life that you know. Mm -hmm. I'm sure they're wonderful people. However, what the police system, in my personal view, does is kind of, like, corrupt that, you know? Mm-hmm. It's, like, it limits the amount of good you're allowed to do mm-hmm. because of the, like we said, like, the structural racism that's built into the program or the kind of the butchered training, I mm-hmm. guess, would be a way to put it. Yeah. That, like I said, a lot of people do go into the police force of, like, I want to help the world. I want to make my community safer. Mm-hmm. But... Because of the structural issues that are in place, it kind of alters that and breaks it down. And eventually, you either change and you become more prone to these mm-hmm. racial incidents, racial or violent incidents, and or, or you kind of, I've heard, like, leave the force, essentially, yeah. because you kind of get pushed out of it mm-hmm. if you're not willing to accept these kind of terms. Yeah, no, for sure. But, yeah, no, I think it is, like, it's, like, important to, like, note, too, that, like, you, like, I don't know, like, me personally, like, I can't, like, I can't, like, relate to, like, how, like, other people have been treated by police because, like, it's, like, different situations. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, I do think that, like, what you said is, like, true. Like, even if you haven't been, like, in a situation where you felt, like, threatened by a police officer, like, you cannot argue that, like, other people haven't. Like, yeah. it's been in the news so many times. Like, it's not, like... I don't know, like, that's not a debate, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. And, like, I a debate that I do hear a lot, though, is, like, oh, well, white people are victims of police brutality as well. And it's, like, yeah, why aren't you fighting against this, too, mm-hmm. you know? It's, like, but it's in a total, it's, like, like, sure, there are definitely instances where white people have been in that situation, but, like, 
it's not the same at all. And the proportions of black people, like kind of what you're getting at, the proportions of black people getting targeted by mm-hmm. police and becoming victims of police brutality is such a larger scale. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I don't want to make up some number because I'm probably going to get it wrong, but I know it's at least like three times more likely. Black men are three uh, yeah. times more likely to get pulled over. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if the statistic, statistic was higher than that, you know? I wouldn't be surprised either. But it's just, it's so much of it has to do with perspective and humanity. Like, yeah. believing people when they say, like, this is an issue, mm-hmm. you know? Instead of, like, being combative and be like, no, it's not. What are you talking about? Just, you know, taking the time to listen to yeah. people. To really hear them out when they say that they're in danger, that their safety is being threatened, mm-hmm. that they feel like they're unwelcome in this country. Yeah. I don't know. It's like just looking at a lot of these situations moving forward with more compassion for mm-hmm. the victims and for the people who have been hurt mm-hmm. rather than being compa- combative and being, I don't know, steadfast in your ways is I think something a lot of people need to work on. Yeah, for sure. Hopefully the situation doesn't happen again in the future, but um, unfortunately the statistics don't look like it. that's going to change anytime soon. Yeah. But yeah, um, if you're planning on looking at the footage at some point, please do so at your own risk. It is mm-hmm. abs- People across the internet have been putting trigger warnings on it. Yeah. The police, office, police department itself has put trigger warnings mm-hmm. on it. It can be traumatic to just even watch it, even yeah. if you weren't there to experience it. Mm-hmm. So just be careful. No, and yeah, if you're going to watch it, like, like disclaimer, like, it is brutal. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, I feel like we, our generation is a lot, very desensitized to violence. Mm-hmm. However, like, that shouldn't, like, take away the warnings that come with this kind right, of stuff. Right, And kind of disregard it, be like, oh, I'm used to it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, just it's it's different when the situations were real and they're exactly. happening to real people. That's literally what I was thinking. Like, it's totally different from seeing something that's, like, actually, like, this is a real person that literally died mm-hmm. versus, like, something that you see on, like, a TV show. Exactly. So, yeah, just kind of be careful. And then, of course, we want to encourage anyone listening to this to co- go out, do your own research about this, educate yourself. Mm-hmm. There's hundreds of news articles you can read. Um, and I'm sure plenty of other podcasts and newscasts that you can watch as well. But yeah, thanks for listening today. This has been another episode of Tea Time. Once again, I'm one of your hosts, Elizabeth Urban. And I'm your other host, Erin Gessler.